Philadelphia Freedom. What's up, Tim Sabian? Just uh, looking for Carl. Oh! oh. You guys Carl? Where's Carl? Hey, Carl! Yo, Carl! Where's Carl? Yo, Carl! Where's Carl? Carl! Where's Carl? Carl! Anyone see Carl? Carl? Where's Carl? Joey here to set the scene. While Opie continues to look for Carl with the Senior Vice President of the Westwood One Podcast Network, Tim Sabian, who incidentally is one of my bosses, so I'll steer clear of taking shots at him as to not get myself whacked, but will say in no way, shape, or form do I endorse his behavior over the course of this episode or his involvement for the reason we're all here in Philadelphia today. Well, I'm not actually here. Tim didn't invite me to the 2018 podcast movement where all the top talent and head honchos from Westwood One are schmoozing, talking on panels, and seeking out the next big potential podcasters for our new network. But more on that later. Right now, you catch that aroma? The boys are in the famous Reading Terminal Market of Philly. There's a lot of food there, so naturally Carl's on his perpetual taste-testing tour, taking Instagram shots of different foods he's eating, making his rounds, drinking a few as well. Bruising, as we say. I'm sure he'll show up in typical Cuban fashion, though, after he's finished molesting a plate of broccoli rob or something. So let's dive into what will be a microcosm of this entire day, packed into 90-plus minutes, in the city of brotherly love, on OB Radio. What's up, Cubes? Stunny. Hey, man. Pleasure. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm starving. Brian Duffy. Tim Sabian, man. How you doing, man? Jeff White. Of course. shit all over me. I got shit all over me. That's how it should be. Hey, what? What's going on? Take a bite of What are we eating? Roast pork sandwich. So good. Is that the best pork sandwich? The best. Yeah. John's is good, too. Yeah. How you been, brother? I still got my luggage. I, I, <laughs> I thought you were well, MIA. So you decided the first stop had to be D Nicks, right? Uh, oh my God! Before anything, so Duff, great chef, Philly guy. Just, he's like, I posted that I'm on my way to Philly. He's like, where are you? Twelve o'clock. And he, he had some dude just holding a table for us. That's awesome. Old <laughs> school Philly. And then Stump Brain, you know, he'll do anything to try something new. Stump brain, why are you so quiet? Jesus. <laughs> I am eating what Carl Ruiz has called the fifth best sandwich or a top five sandwich in America, and he is not kidding. Right? You know what? If he's going to hang with us for the next day or two, let's keep a sandwich in his mouth the whole time. <laughs> Stunty gets a little wordy. Where are we, by the way? We're at uh... Reading Terminal Market. So I go, I go and ask the guy for napkins, and he goes, you got it, Carl. I go, oh, you know me? He goes, no, that fat asshole kept screaming your name. <laughs> Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God! What a what? A, this is, I was just telling Duff. This is what New York was 20 years ago before it, it died. It literally died on the vine. Like, this is real people eating real food in the middle of the city. I think Philly has surpassed uh, New York in in everyday people food. You know, we got a lot of good stuff. So is this the best place in here to eat? You think for this type of sandwich, yeah. This is, this is a great is 
roasted pork, yep. broccoli rob, yep. and hot peppers with aged provolone. See that little taste of foot? I'm on fire, but that's hot tasty. That's the hot seeds meats. Wow, that is really, really hot. good. Huh? But they roast off long hot Salt, pepper, garlic, extra virgin olive oil. Yeah. Put it in a pan, put it in the oven for about two hours. Cover it. Peppers just melt down, they pop them right on top. Woo! Right? It's got a nice kick. Scott, how, how was it? It's unbelievable. And we watched the guy put it together. He's like an artist over there. Oh assembling this thing. Yeah. This is the four sandwiches. Yeah. Stunny just added a lot there. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I hope he's in that mood. I'm like, we're going, we're head hunting today? Oh, yeah, we are. Are we head hunting today? It's <laughs> day three. You got it, Iceman. <laughs> it's going to be a good day that we lost Tim already. Now, when Tim sees me, he knows I'm going to go after him. <laughs> he, he ran, he hit. He helped me find you, though. We were screaming Carl to this whole place. So. Awesome place. I love yeah. it here. New York really started to suck. And they have done so many different transformations over right. the years. Constantly kind of rebranding and restarting in the last 10 years. This whole place has just exploded. I would have yeah. loved to see this place like in the 70s when you could just buy straight up needles full Doing of hair lines on the table. <laughs> like ready to go. Like a Lucy. <laughs> like a Lucy cigarette. <laughs> what was it? Uh, gym Steaks on South Street. You could go down and get a cheesesteak and an eight ball. They got nabbed. They were selling coke out of there for years. For real. Is that happening or did it Not stop? Not just stop. They nabbed them about, <laughs> about, about eight years ago. There was like a huge sting operation. Give or take eight years ago, but they did a huge sting operation. There was one dude who was basically like the cashier selling coke. How long did he last before they... Oh, he was. The, he had to be there for ten two years? Two generations. Yeah. Why do you think they were so successful? Give me another... Yeah, I gotta get another sandwich. Can I get another... Any chance I can get another one of those sandwiches? Yeah. And he survived ten years before they busted him. There's a lot of fun shit that happens out here. Oh, no kidding. Well, we had... Peace. Come on. Do you remember... Do you ever hear about the uh, the Amish and the Pagans? Oh. They got nabbed? There was over a hundred Amish and Pagans that were arrested out of Lancaster County for a huge meth ring. Massive. Like, like 50 Amish and like 50 pagans were all in courts. They were making meth and doing the whole nine yards and like a hundred of them went to jail. It was a huge indictment that went down over all these pagans. Yeah. The Amish. Big time. Wow. Who told on him? Roland Campos? Uh, <laughs> few people will get that one. Uh, they're selling that? <laughs> Stop! Stop! I <laughs> know. Uh, Philly's a special place. I, I, it my, has... Uh, my, uh, my in-laws are all from here. You know? Oh, yeah? Northeast, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Northeast is a whole different... That's a whole different entity. Oh, no, no kidding. It's, it's, it's an awesome... I owned a restaurant in the Northeast yeah. in the early, uh, late 90s, right before the millennium. And it was, it was an amazing group. I mean, I had, a, I had a, a, a well-recognized restaurant that was fine dining at the time in the middle of a little section called Longcrest. Yeah, sure. Which is, is now you get shot walking down the street. Right. But, uh, well, there's a lot of shifting going on. A lot of shifting with these neighborhoods. Well, now all the gentrification, they're just pulling neighborhoods. Right. You know, I mean, I got a buddy who owned a house in Brewery Town where I opened a restaurant. He bought his house 10 years ago for $34,000 or $40,000, whatever it was. And then the house at the end of the street just sold for a little over 300. Really? So, I mean, they're just blowing stuff up. Everywhere you look, they're building new buildings and they're putting in these massive condos and townhouses with restaurants and their own little communities down below. And the whole neighborhood, the whole city is just exploding. 
And then what's the problem with that though, they're pushing the people out toward the suburbs and then these other neighborhoods that were decent middle class neighborhoods are now falling yeah. by the wayside. Yeah. That's what's happening in Philly. It's really fascinating. God damn, look at the boobs on her. Good call. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> Restaurants in the Northeast are great. Yeah. But just the energy's great. I it's had one in Chatham, but then my wife showed up with her family and looked like people from storage wards and fucking took everything. Animals. Animals. <laughs> I see you wearing your Cisco Brewers Nantucket uh, yeah, hat. Just, just in case yeah. there's some wealth around here, I get a little wink. I was, I was this close to wearing my Nantucket Terry cloth hoodie. <laughs> I don't think they would appreciate it in Philly like They'll they did up there in Nantucket. On fire. <laughs> no kidding, they would. I'm like, look at this fruit. <laughs> Oh my god. I, I want to eat some more shit. What else do we eat? Do we donuts. donuts. Are you going right to donuts now? Yeah, then we can transition back to food. You're going to be okay? I've never done that before. Put your sippy cup down, baby. We're in fucking Philly. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rock. All right, we're looking for donuts. Time to make the donuts. Let me tell you a story. One yeah. day we were online, and my friend, I brought him up from Brooklyn. I brought him here first time, and we're standing in line. We're standing in this one to get. Uh, Shoe fly pies, right? And he's so stupid. So you see the little Amish nets that the girls have? Yeah. He looks at me and goes, hey, cuz, this place is fucking dope. I go, I goes, they got fucking nurses making donuts. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Not too bright, huh? <laughs> I go, nurses. I said, you got to go to a hospital, bro. You can't be in. <laughs> Where are we? We're on a very long line. Yeah. We got a beautiful. Which which donut place is this again? Brylers. Brylers. I've never waited online for a donut. This is kind of stupid. You is wait it? online. I bet you like when you're at REI to get your new kayak boots. You wait online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. Stop I'm raining like now. I'm a kayaker now, am I? I got to talk to these people. I've never waited. Oh, on, I've never waited online for a donut before. Don't start respecting Philly, man. You're going to eat that fucking podcast. Well, it's kind of stupid to wait online for a donut. Don't you think it's stupid to wait online oh, for... Oh, God. I'm going to Where are you going? Hey, Duff, talk to, talk to Autism Open. Duff can handle this. He's from, oh, he Philly. Can, he's from Philly. You can handle this, right? Bro, don't you get into a fight. I'm not I'm a just... weight guy. I'm not a weight guy. So huh? to wait in line for something, it's got to be fucking good. It's stupid to wait in line for a donut. We could go to Dunkin' Donuts and get a donut. Nah, nah, nah. I swear I'm going to throw you in that fucking deep fry. Dude, they're all handmade, man. Look, look everything's look, handmade. Look, everything they're doing is right here. Look, there's no mix. Electricity. Yeah. Donut that. cutter, you got your donut holes coming out. Are you still having fun oh, making donuts please. for everybody? Yeah. What? Carl, <laughs> where are you going? Carl, hey, Carl! Carl's running out. There you go, he's going to fill them now. He can't. You fill that donut. You fill that donut. Oh, you fill that Watch donut. It. You it's want that filling, don't you? All right, what what, uh, what donut should we get here, you think? I want a fritter. I'm a fritter guy. A fritter? Okay. Where did Carl go? Wow, I think we really lost Carl. He doesn't like when I uh, try to talk to the people in public. Yeah. He went outside to smoke. Is that what he did? Yeah, he left me with the bag. I'm not sure what's in here. Don't look. Yeah, exactly. Don't ever look in it's Carl's bags. Don't ever look. Don't want to know. I don't want to look. Less is more in this case. So while Carl takes off once again doing the Opie walk of shame and leaving the bag with Michael Pelka, stunt brain, Opie orders a fritter with Chef Brian Duffy. Catch him on Bar Rescue. Cool as fuck. So you're saying get the apple fritter? Apple fritter's awesome. That's the way to go? It's deep fried dough with apple Carl, you made it back, buddy. We got you an apple fritter. Perfect. That's Perfect, exactly right? what we're doing. Uh, I don't know. Do I want my receipt? I'm not really Wait, sure. Wait, Opie paid? 
fucking high fives all around. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I want to. I want to expense donuts. I want to make it a pain in the neck for Westwood One. So I'll take my uh, receipt. That's me. That's you. Where'd you go, Carl? Outside smoking Siggy Poo. <laughs> You missed some fun on the I can't. line. You, you started screaming real crazy. Oh, that's not crazy. You were off the charts. Full color purple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That's a good one. All right, let's go. All right, let's go. go. Oreo. Yeah. What you got? Oreo. Oreo? That's the gayest cookie. I'm down here for. <laughs> Take it down. Until uh, tomorrow. Let's go, go, let's go this way. Let's go this way. Get the apple fritter. It's Come the, on. What? All right. All right. All right. Try the apple fritter. It's oh, the best God. one. I hate you so much. Right. I'm just trying to be friendly with everybody. It's Philadelphia. Philadelphia freedom. All right. We're outside. I was in. Uh, I was shooting Bar Rescue in Philly and uh, had my Harley down here. Parked it next to one of the production trucks. A SEPTA bus comes blowing around the corner. Hits the bike. Rips the handlebars off of it. I run down the street to chase after the bus. The bus takes off. I stand in front of another bus. I hop onto the bus and will not let the driver leave until the cops show up. <laughs> he starts driving around. I finally had to get off the bus because he was just taking off. I call 911 five times. No response whatsoever. Nobody, anything. I talk to a friend of mine who's a newscaster in Philly to find out. I'm like, what do I do here? She calls a friend of hers. There were no 911 calls made about a SEPTA bus hitting a Harley that day at all. It was completely erased. Nobody knew anything about it. Fucking collusion. So for two years, every time SEPTA tweeted or did anything, I replied with uh, hit and run. SEPTA hit and run. Hashtag hit and run. They're like, dead. They're like uh, late bus today. I'm like, do you guys have another fucking hit and run? What's the deal? Oh, wow. Yep. They don't care. I'm mad. They'll eat the tweets. There's a SEPTA. SEPTA. <laughs> oh, God. That's my sister's name. <laughs> What's wrong with it? I get excited when I go to Philly. I love this town. You get a little sugar rush from the fritter. Oh, yeah. You think? This is so good. Oh. I need something to drink. I'm so thirsty right now. I'm literally going to put my head in the toilet. Okay, hold everything. Stunt Brain has a story. Let's listen. Tell them the story you just told me. Two years ago, we're here for the DNC, right? The convention was here. This week, two years ago. Standing inside the convention center the night Hillary's getting nominated, Katie Kirk's walking this way, I'm walking that way. I got the beard, I got a hat, cowboy boots, and a sport coat. And I go, hey, Katie, love what you've been doing lately. And she stopped and was like, oh, my God. She hugged me and was holding on to me, going, you don't know how much that means. You have no idea how much that means. And I'm thinking, what the hell just happened? And one of my friends goes, do you know how much you look like Steven Spielberg with that stupid beard? <laughs> Katie Kirk must be blind, but she mistook me for Spielberg at the oh, DNC. She was blind because she didn't see Matt Lauer crushing people all over the office. <laughs> <laughs> the door lock. I see nothing. Fucking Sicario just taking people out all around her. Oh, they should have fired everybody for that Matt Lauer thing. Oh, now one person speaks up all those years. Uh, Fire everybody. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. They just needed one Roland Campos in there to have a clean house. <laughs> <laughs> Would have saved a lot of money. Bye, they're touching everybody in there. <laughs> Fat elbow, mother. 
He's got he's got a button that locks the door under his desk. He locked me in his office. Oh, I just bought him cupcakes from food court. And he touched my pee pee. He touched my innie. <laughs> he's an innie. I'm going to hell, bro. We are. What do we do? I'm just. You told me to say all those things. Oh come on. It's comedy. Ugh. Never trust anyone that wears a Star Wars t-shirt. Let me tell you something, bro. Those girls are the easy... You see a girl in Star Wars t-shirt, you're just like, Oh my God, I love C-3PO. Boom, you're in a bathroom stall. (laughs) (laughs) While I change out of this vintage Empire Strikes Back t-shirt, the boys are checking into their hotel, courtesy of Westwood One Podcast Network. And I think I hear Tim Sabian, who incidentally has stolen an orange cone off the street and is using it randomly as a megaphone. Did you check in yet? Yeah, I did. You need to check in? Right here, Carl. No, that's the elite line. The Spanish line is right here. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> See the little flag with the mosquito on it? <laughs> that's us. <laughs> they need a few light bulbs in this area. <laughs> what happened? They're like, welcome, new staff. <laughs> it's very dim in this area. Where's Carlos? Oh, oh he's back. <laughs> he's back. Fuck, what the... <laughs> how was it? How was? How was? Uh... It was good. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Reading Terminal. Reading Terminal. Yeah. The next one of the best. You didn't eat with us, though. Where'd you eat? Yeah, I ate at the bar. Oh, oh. Uh, you guys didn't want me to eat with you. Of course we did. I'm not table trained. I think I got a better room than you. Why? How do you know? I'll show you my room. My room is bad. I'm on 13th Street Elevator. Yes, you heard that right. We're about to podcast in an elevator. What's Plant Rama? Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, plant Rama. It's a podcast about plants. Science, art, and dinner. It's all in your own backyard. Oh my God, oh, you need wow. Vic Henley. Yes. Who is Vic Henley? He he's loves plants. He's the plant manager. The Where? Plant manager. He's in, uh, in New York. Oh. Well, I'll, I'll see you downstairs. I'll give you all the info. Okay. Okay. Dick Henley. All right. Okay, I'll look all for right. you. He's really good. I, I, I used to be a fucking radio star. Now I'm, right I'm hanging out at a podcast movement where this... What was that? Plant, Plant Rama? Plant Rama. Yeah. What the fuck is that? That, my friend, was the moment you met your new peers and competition while podcasting from a fucking elevator. Quiet song. Look, that was, that was a joke, right? They do a, a podcast about plants? Yeah. That's like an SNL skit, isn't it? Yes. I don't belong, ma'am, I don't belong here. <laughs> yes, you do. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. <laughs> this is okay. a terrible rug, ma'am. She didn't design the place. Oh. What? She didn't design it. Whatever, man. She The rugs are bad, right? It's what? It's bad. It's oh. making me, like, nauseous. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'll hold the wall. I'm gonna hold the wall as I walk. Did you stop What? What do you say? I just said I never realized just how much of the ADD gets edited out. How much of the spectrum stuff? You're just walking down the hall. This run is terrible. We don't miss. Ed- we don't edit anything out. We rarely edit. Oh, this sucks too. Oh, you got a great view of what? Rittenhouse Quadrangle. We're looking at Carl's view. <laughs> this is a good view. If I was a sniper. What the hell is this? This hotel's good. 
nothing but problems. Look at that dumb mural on the side of the building. I hate murals. What are they? What is it trying to say? I don't get it. Something, something that's going to cost money. The Eisenhower Fellowships mural. <laughs> is it really? A, he actually read it. It's a dream. We're so dumb. <laughs> we'll stare at that thing for two days, make shit up. <laughs> that's for Sesame Street. I want to bother the lady about the rug some more. Ma'am. Oh, Jesus. The rug. Don't you think the rug... I've been seeing this rug for 11 years. Yeah. It's horrible colors. Oh, yeah. The colors... Yeah, but they, they, they in for a new uh, redo. That's what they're working on. Is that your phone or my phone? That's mine, baby. Who's calling you? Anyone good? Co-worker. Co-worker? They're probably saying it's time for lunch. Are you guys gossiping? But yeah. You know, they want to go to lunch, but they know I like to do my work first. What's the weirdest thing you found in a room after somebody left? Like condoms and stuff. <laughs> How bad are the sheets? The sheets? Yeah, they get rough, right? Yeah, you get some and some not. Yeah. Do you, do you find yourself throwing away a lot of sheets after someone stays? I look at mine before I bring them. Right. Because our um, building is all the way around there. So once I come around here, I want to make sure I don't have to go back around there to get more sheets. Oh, so you so make sure. So I would literally look at mine before. And make sure the stains are gone? Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> New York just gave everybody that works in the hotel, in your position, a, a button to push in case you come in the room and there's somebody naked or getting handsy or something like that. Do you ever run into anybody getting a little fresh in the room? He's a no. This guy's a pervert. I'm just curious. New can't York. you tell by the beard? You're a pervert, bro. We're having a good conversation no, we with never, the young uh, lady, and you have to bring that <laughs> shit up. I'm curious yeah. about her safety. You've been here you know, 11 years. We have, we you have, don't think she we, can handle herself? No, we have. Um, they <laughs> yeah, give I us. Uh, Look at those nails, man. Buttons. They give us alarm. Yeah, like a panic button. Yeah, we have that See? just in case just if in anything case. like that happens. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it, it is like a fetish or a perversion where, like, you know, they uh, will wait for the maid to walk in the room and they'll be naked on the bed. Yeah. Is that what you were getting at? Yes, the, the hotels in New York gave 5,000 of those panic buttons. Yeah, we have hotel Yeah, yeah, yeah. This stunt brain, <laughs> this stunt brain is a creep. Everybody knows that. That's why he gets fired <laughs> just like a you. creep. <laughs> These are the two most fired people I've ever hung out with. Whoa, hey! And I'm the only minority. And they're getting fired all day. Nice talking <laughs> to you. <laughs> He's got job security. Yeah, 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 sir. <laughs> What did you get? Uh, uh, I asked about the, the panic buttons, because New York gave all the hotel workers a panic button in case they go in the room and the guy's naked or getting handsy. That's what he's asking the young so lady. So he says I'm creepy. Uh, because she's... you're insinuating, like, what if she says no? That means you, you jump on her? No, right. I'm curious. I'm a journalist. I just wanted to know. It's like what I asked him, but I'm like, you got a gun? No, then I punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mike Apelka for making this moment even more creepier than Carl's cabin. Four words for you, Talkspace.com. Time jump to podcast movement while I shower with Brillo. I hope we don't run into the plant broads again. The plant drama! How many downloads can what a... What is it, fifth floor? Yeah, go fifth. How many downloads can a plant podcast get? You Probably three more than us. <laughs> <laughs> When they talk about the Hibernians, that fucking thing goes off the charts. <laughs> Is that why you guys did the hydrangeas? <laughs> Hibernians. Those are Irish. Ah, uh, <laughs> Jesus. What are we getting ourselves into? Look at everybody potting it up. Uh, where's the potting going on? Watch this. 
What's up, fellow podcasters? Oh, <laughs> I, I, this is the first time I'm actually embarrassed. <laughs> I'm starting to think we've fallen. <laughs> and we, I need a panic button right now. <laughs> oh Yo, Carl! Where'd you go? Why are you over there? I'm with Stump Brain, Michael Pelka. So, um, it's hot. We're, we're in Philadelphia at the podcast movement. And we took one look at our setup, and uh, Carl bailed on me. <laughs> I don't blame him. There's a lot of geeky podcasters up there. It's a whole lot of geeky. It, it looks like a bad convention. Yeah, a convention where you'd find a guy who has hotel maids if they have a panic button. And, and, but their podcasts are weird. We, we were in the elevator with a lady that has a podcast about plants? Plant-rama. What's plant-rama? Everything you need for food, shelter, clothing. It's in your backyard. And then we just ran into some lady that does a podcast about Benjamin Franklin. (laughs) God, where are we, Carl? I don't blame you for bailing. I bailed. I'm across the street at the bar. Yeah, I I just explained to Mike. We took one look at our setup and we just bailed. You saw that, right? (laughs) Yeah. We don't want to be part of this. No, we totally don't. Where are you at? There's few things in life I'm better than. (laughs) (laughs) My problem is they're too happy. These people are too happy. I come from the radio world where everyone is miserable. Podcasters are really happy people. Well, because they've come to the realization that... Because they don't do it for money, that's why. They're just doing it for the love of it? Yeah. Oh. What's that like, you think? I have no idea. <laughs> but I know oh, it the wind! The wind! Off you, Joey. Guess what? Just when you don't think the kid has a windscreen, pulls out of his pocket, <laughs> plunks it on the Zoom. Oh, now we don't have to worry about the wind. We don't have to worry about the wind. We don't have to worry about the wind. What? Why? What? Why can't we go in there? So where do you want to go? No, I'm going in there. <laughs> You're going back in, I'm going in then. Revolving door. Whoa. One per customer. Jeez. All right. Jim Beam and a beer. Yes, ma'am. Get up wow, a little passive aggressive, are you? She's had some pouring <laughs> problem. Who <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> Mike, <laughs> Mike, the producer. Mike couldn't produce her pouring a beer. <laughs> what the hell's going on? It's ladies' choice. What's, what's going on in here? <laughs> that's not a Philly that's, accent. That's Philly. What's going on? It right? Gets, that's get, Philly. It gets some it water. Is what it is. This is how I talk. So if you don't like it, I can't help. Hey, I get in-laws from Philly. Wow. We're related, man. Come on. My in-laws are from Philly. I'm down here all the time. Northeast. Franklin Mills. Let's go. Oh, yeah. How long do you want to get? Oh, great. This is great. We're all family. There we go. <laughs> Mansion family. Okay, there we go. Exactly. Perfect. Everybody's now friends now. Everybody wants to be in. Now I feel like See, I'm in Philly. I, I just came here. I didn't bother nobody. Then these two knuckleheads no, yeah, show up. You were real quiet. Right? I don't Where bother nobody. I don't know. Oh, I love it. Every girl in Philly can scrap. Every <laughs> single woman can scrap and fail. They can fight out here. Yes, they can. I'm gonna live, I'm gonna bring Marie out here, put a meat necklace on her, and leave her outside. <laughs> that would be your ex. He's still not over it, folks. What are you doing, a hat? Chit chat. Come on. I, I like grapefruit beers. Oh. 
She's the best. She, what do I look like? She's. <laughs> what do I look like? <laughs> oh, oh, if you just get a normal beer, get a Perot. Oh, they got my tequila. Then oh, you turn yeah, there you go. Here. Get a little of that. That'll that, smooth you out. right? Maybe that'll keep you from screaming like a crazy person. No, I'm not going to do the screaming thing. That's stupid. <laughs> You've been doing it for two hours. Oh, well. You I know what's funny, though? Uh huh. Tim Sabian's more annoying than you are. No shit. Because. I need something that's going to make me forget that I'm at a podcast convention. <laughs> what do you got? Añejo. Get him the header dura, la, la heredura, that one. The you one. understand. Podcasting? That's why I'm here and you're there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to be a big radio guy. You did? On WISP. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. See, I was fine with her. Yeah, yeah, we did. I'm just trying to brag a little. No, it's not. No, it's not. I'm good for now. Thank you. Are you sure? Yeah, because now we now it's a problem. It's just gonna take a nice cold sip of autism. <laughs> I have autism on the rocks for Opie. <laughs> it's like hanging out with Small Wonder. <laughs> Whoa, hey, I'm right here. A little splash of hate. A little splash of hate in that drink there, Carl. Sorry. Between the... Between... This is going to make me feel a lot better. Yeah, right? Oh, thank you. Okay. I'm going to figure it out soon, though. Just ignore him. That's all right. You Just... let me know. I'm here till 4. Okay. <laughs> and then I'm out of here. You have to deal with the night See, you heard the Philly accent? I'm mm-hmm. out of here. I just heard a pretty girl talking. That's I'm all. I heard what? Pretty good? I heard a pretty girl talking. That's all I heard. Oh, look at him. He's the best. You can stay. Take mm-hmm. and tell your friends where the door is. Uh, use the revolving one. <laughs> like when your dad left you at Macy's when you were a little kid. <laughs> 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 That 36, you're just going around and around and around. <laughs> Daddy, Dado. Hey, Dado. <laughs> Big D. Ask her how many fights she's been in. How many fights have you been in? No, come on. Every Philly girl can scrap. Oh, my God. She's saying they were younger years. She's admitting it, though. I don't know if... Uh, that- I don't know if the, the podcast... Actually, I had a lot of talk and then I would run. I had a real big brother. Oh, really? really? We call that where we come from. We call that the Opie. The what? <laughs> <laughs> I can scrap. I can scrap. I you and I see how we get along. I can scrap. No, Opie, Opie grew I've seen up. my wife scrap in Philly. It's pretty amazing. Your she's wife got, could fight. She's gotten... She I got, try to avoid that at all. Yeah, but you're in Philly. It's hard to avoid that. No, it's not. We're called the city of brotherly love. Oh, that's... It's really <laughs> After we rip your hair out, after we, have, so, you know. after we rip your hair out, I love ripping love people's it. hair out. On a Sunday morning, you see a lot of hair extensions <laughs> on the sidewalk. That <laughs> impress on nails, right, ma'am? No, I'm not. I'm not saying you have press on nails. Jeez, he's not stereotyping you. You're a classy lady. I'm talking about like on a Sunday morning when you walk around Philly, you'll see hair extensions on the sidewalk and press on nails. She's laughing at that. She knows. She's trying to be cool, but she knows. That's from, you know, all the drag queens. <laughs> <laughs> from all the drag queens. Oh, in Opie. the neighborhood. Oh, you're talking about drag queen fights. That's not in my I dated this one girl. She was so tough. 
One time some girl said something to her, she goes, I'll be right back. And I'm like laughing. She comes back, Vaseline on her face. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. For real? Sweatpants. Oh, I, I fell in love with her that day. Wait, she set up for... She made she went She went back to the house and put Vaseline on her face and sweatpants, and it was on. It was on. She, was, so she looked like a prize a fighter. Classy. She could, like the classy one, too. I thought, I, immediately I screamed, I love you, from the sidelines. <laughs> Get her, babe. <laughs> Did you uh-huh. No, no, I haven't had any kids yet, thank God. That's why I'm always smiling. They are for a couple hours. I'm a good uncle. Not until you have one. Oh, yeah. It's not the same. It's not the same. I'm having your own. Yeah, but I can, you know, just my DNA, the chances are the kid will be a piece of garbage. I, I, I didn't want to. That's, that's sad. What's that? I see it. Yeah, your kids will sit down and carry it. Oh yeah, she scraps. Oh yeah. She you scraps. Like your friend scraps. She's a cop with a gun on her hip. What? She's a cop with a gun. So? No. Cops cops in Philly will scrap right on the what, sidewalk. Is that your and, word today? Scrap? And they will not arrest you. That's it's Opie's amazing. urban ur, Opie's urban word of the day today is scrap. Yeah. It's a scrap. Thing. Yeah, it is. Scrap. Can I ask you where you're from, first of all? New York I'm from City. Bro- I'm from Brooklyn. So I can figure out playing field we're here on. I'm Cuban. I'm a Cuban guy from Brooklyn. Opie's from the Upper West Side. Completely out of touch. No. I, I grew up poor. Mike is a cop in Midtown, yeah. New York. Okay. And uh, he's Chicago. a Republican. And you're in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Did all of you end up together? Same That's, cell. That's a great question. Grinder. <laughs> I'm, sure I'm, sure, I'm sure there's a great story behind this. <laughs> wow. Come on. Time jumps so the guys can freshen up. And let's keep stun brain away from the maids. Robert? Nicky, how are you, brother? Nick Solaris. I didn't know you were coming down. Well, you know, I like to surprise people. I like it. We're going to have fun tonight. Wow, look at this thing. How much? Yeah. How much fun? How much fun do they poke at you for walking around with that thing? Well, it's kind of awkward. You look good, buddy. Is I'm that, trying, man. I put on a collared shirt after that bar fiasco. <laughs> what happened to the bar? Got in a fight? Huh? He scrapped. No, we were just <laughs> yeah. we were just fooling around with the bartender, and then uh, I said I got to get out of there and shower and get a collared shirt on for this. Oh, Taking this very seriously. We're on a panel. Let me ask you something. Does that vibrate? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I might be drunk. This is the destroyer. <laughs> you might be drunk. Let, let me, let me, well, uh, it is let Wednesday. Me, let me, uh, let <laughs> More with the meat man himself, Nick Solaris, later on. But coming up, we meet a legendary Philadelphia radio personality, Jerry Blavid. And later, Greg interviews the hosts of Westwood One Podcast Network's 83 Weeks, Bruce Pritchard and Conrad Thompson. We go way inside of wrestling, Trump, and lots of other stuff. Next, using a mic that looks like Wesley Snipes' penis on OP Radio. Westwood One Podcast Network, The Raven Effect. So what about this all-women's pay-per-view? There's a couple things I think are, are attributing, but like, I, I feel like they definitely took a huge hit with that greatest Royal Rumble. I think it's great, but I don't think it should be anything interesting because it should just be par for the course. You know what I mean? The Raven Effect. Download and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Westwood One Podcast app. Free from the Westwood One Podcast Network. Radio. Now I can't hold this up now that you've uh, pointed out that it looks like a big black dildo. Um, 
Does any Viagra? Is it limp? This thing is. Uh, this is a chode. This is a chode, right? Are you drunk? We we got to go and talk to like a couple that, hundred people now. Yeah, well, the worst thing's going to happen. Every time I cry, I cry a lot. Maybe every time you spoke to him, he's been drunk. Where's Gator? Introduce me to Gator. Huh? Introduce me to that weird Gator guy. Gator. The Gator. 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 I don't know. Bring Gator over. We're gonna we're gonna talk to Gator. He's like a major icon in Philly. What, what, what is he an icon about? Uh, oldies. He does all the oldies down in Atlantic City. Uh, he knows like every fifties. You know, he, he was the he's like the Dick Clark of Yawn of nineteen fifty nine. What uh, does he come in like adult size? You don't understand. He was big on the ball spell. You guys are cruel. It's cruel. What are you wearing, Nick Tim? What are you wearing? Oh, you are getting divorced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, has he got a shitty watch on, Carl? It's not the best. You notice yeah. right away. What does what he no, wearing? No, it's a military watch. Um, I don't speak Chinese. I can't no, 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 uh, no, okay. no it's, it's a good military watch. What military? The Salvation Army? Shit. Wow, Nick's hilarious. I like that piece. I'll Carl, what are you wearing piece. today? An IWC? Uh, IWC Miramar yeah. Top Gun yeah. Ceramic. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I got it. Will you bring Geeter with the it. heater over here, whatever his name is? Yo, Geeks. <laughs> spit water. <laughs> okay, what man snorted? Yo, Geeter, we don't have all day. Frederick Geeter for the Fankies. <laughs> he says oh, babbling. This is going to be a cringe moment. He says babbling. Here comes the Geets. Geekadoots. Jerry, this is Opie, Carl. Opie, we just met up the aisle. Are you sure? I swear it was you. If not, it was a lookalike. Right. Wait a second. There you go. It wasn't Adam West. It was you. <laughs> I look like Adam West? Oh, no. You son no. of a bit. Hold my podcast. <laughs> Donald, yeah. Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Donald Sutherland. I look like Donald Sutherland? Yeah. At the age of 19. The age Donald of 19. Sutherland can still be hired. That's the problem. Well, oh, it depends. That hurts. Geets, what do you do in Philly? Geets and What do I do? Yeah. I'm, I'm like... A Are soft, you a legend? Listen, I'm like soft pretzels, water ice, and William Penn. That's I stand true. on a big statue, and they say, the Gita, the boss with the hot sauce, the man with the plane to get everybody rocking in the land. And you don't have to worry. Don't worry. Don't holler. It won't cost you a dollar to say hello to the Gita with the heater, the man with the plane. Got it? Oh, you're a music chock. (laughs) 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 My man. My brother from another mother. (laughs) All right, right, give me a a band, an old band. Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang. Who? Mob Deep. One, two, three, four four o'clock rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock. Well, rock. Rock around the clock. I'll tell you something about that song. Yeah. It came out on Decca in 1954. Mediocre hit. 1954. A movie came out. Right. A movie called The Blackboard Jungle. Ah. In that movie, they played Rock Around the Clock. It became number one because of the movie. Here's a great trivia question. Who was in that movie? Rock Around the Clock and Blackboard Jungle. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with... James Dean. Wrong. Sidney Poitier. Very good. But who was the big actor? (laughs) Who was the big actor? First name, Glenn. Ford. Good. Who was the girl? Anne. Margaret. Wrong again. Fuck. The girl was Greg Opie Hughes. (laughs) 
Wrong again. Don't laugh too hard at that. Anne Francis. That was the one. Anne Francis. Wrong again. That's a true story, how that record became a hit. That's an amazing story, isn't it? It was a bomb when it came out. Yeah. But because they played I like the this story. But <laughs> throughout the entire movie. What else would you right like to, to know? Face, Carl. What, what else would you right like to know face. about rock and roll? Because the seagull. I, I, I want to talk to he's, he's, he's He heard the bomb joke. He's done. He's done? Wait, who's that old old guy I just talked to? Jerry Blavitt. He was like the, he he put Dick Clark on the map. So you're telling me I wasn't chilling with Jack Lane just now? <laughs> was I supposed to be impressed by that guy? No. Is he the first disc jockey of Philadelphia? Yeah. And what's his name? Jerry Blavitt, the Geeter with the heater. Hey, Jerry! <laughs> Geeter with the heater. Oh God. Spheric Weeder from the Frankies. Jerry, stop it. Respect. I'm a first disc jockey of Philly. I didn't know that shit. What do I know? Look, now he's dancing. He's dancing. He's dancing. It's he's dancing. The Boogaloo, and when you dance with the Boogaloo, you gotta dance it all the way through. Now that man over there, it's like Lazarus. You remember the story of Lazarus, Jesus? Yeah. All you got to do is say Boogaloo, and this man will get off his boot, and he'll be dancing on the floor. Because that's a miracle to get these people dancing anymore. Jerry, he's not getting off the floor. I think he has diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we gotta go inside. Nice being you, Jerry. Just fucking shoot. Come on. We gotta go in there. Oh my God. Can I get a picture real quick? Uh, yeah. I know you're running in. Yeah. All right, here. A little picture. Hey. Thank you, you so much. All right. Let's head inside with Opie and Carl and Tim Sabian for what was the largest attended event at this podcast movement. Our boys were asked to be part of a panel on storytelling. While Opie and Carl try to give some of the many aspiring podcasters and producers a few professional inside tips. Tim saw this as an opportunity to do a live infomercial for our new Westwood One podcast network by telling stories about his childhood days and listening to his little transistor radio while lying in bed, possibly diddling himself. But he still managed to tie it all together somewhere in here, I I think. someone that knows me from TV, they just know like a little bite. Like they'll say, oh, that time you screamed broccoli. You know, like, what the hell does that even mean? Mm-hmm. And then regular radio, they kind of know you, but uh, podcasting is the most intimate thing. I've had people come and give me hugs and talk to me. Like they, it's almost like they knew me or they were like family almost. It, it, was, it was striking to me coming from other medias. To know people knew they listened so well. Why do you think that is, Tim? This is a good point. I remember when I was a kid, I would lay in bed at night and I would swing antennas on the top of the roof and listen to. Let's do a Tim jump. But also, I feel like you know, to the point that they feel so close to you, it's because I feel like people are listening to podcasts in very intimate ways. You know, they're they're laying in bed at night, or they're running, or they're hiking, or they're whatever they're doing. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, the technology is such that, you know, you, you can hear every single word of a podcast. You pause it there. Speaking of, we'd be curious to know some of the more intimate ways you may have listened to this podcast. Do you lie in bed at night listening to Opie Radio? Maybe you like to listen naked, in the shower, on a smart skill. Tweet us at Opie Radio as Opie answers the question, what's one of the differences between being a podcaster and a broadcaster? 
Um, and to answer this question, I, I think it comes down simply to the fact that people choose you. Uh, when you when you're part of a big radio show, people don't necessarily choose you. Sometimes it's just background uh, noise. They kind of know who you are, but then you meet them and they're like, "I'm a huge fan." And then you ask them, you know, what bit they liked, and they don't even have an answer for that. But when we run into our listeners from the podcast world, which, like I said, once again, we're really new to, right. these people know every single word, and they're picking up on everything, and they're, you know, and they're, um, they're kind of really um, digesting these episodes very, very slowly, and, and they're saving them, which I, it, it's, it's such a different world to me. Did you yeah, yeah, the, somebody mentioned this to me today, which I really thought was a, a great observation. Uh, sorry. Let's do a Tim jump. Greg, give us some insight to your interview process. Well, you got to make people uh, comfortable, you know, whether it's the, the atmosphere they're in. Um, sometimes it's as simple as asking them, how, how's your day going? Right. And, and it throws them off guard a little bit. You know, you're not hitting them with that first heavy question. It's like, hey, man, how, how's it going? How's your summer going? And they tend to take a deep breath and relax and settle in and then... Uh, you know, you just, like, like Tim said, you try to have a conversation. But when I um, prepare for, you know, I don't want to call it an interview, talking to somebody, I, I just have a, a few basic bullet points. And then in my mind, I'm like, okay, I want to hit these four or five bullet points. And whatever else happens in there, we'll be just focused. What we uh, had on Robert O'Neill, who was the guy that took down Bin Laden, and you can see a genuine connection and a genuine interest in this what this guy was saying and, was, and listening to that podcast was so powerful and it's just a conversation back and forth and you, you can tell when the interviewer is really involved in the conversation because they listen harder you know and listening is a key part to it and uh, you can see when an interviewer is really doing his job and he's really really listening I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no one's fun. No fun about that one. The first 20 minutes, we didn't even talk about Osama bin Laden and the mission. Yeah, it was about his summer, it was about fruity drinks, all this other stuff. And then I, I wish you would have got a little to it a little faster. <laughs> and then in my mind, I'm like, wow, I already got 15, 20 minutes of good stuff, and now we're finally going to go into the actual story that we're taking down Osama bin Laden. But I knew in that uh, circumstance that the pressure was on because he's told the story so many times. In all honesty, Opie prepares. Um, he, he's, a, he's a natural talent. I mean, I, I've done a lot of interviews with other media and stuff. Opie, I mean, he's one of the best. I mean, it, it's, it looks effortless, but when I try to do it, it's, it's a complete Jaws of Life car accident. <laughs> when I try to do it, he does. I'd rather just make fun of people on the sidelines. It's easier. You're good at it. No accountability. <laughs> what I try to do is I, I prepare a lot, but then uh, when I can throw all that away and just have a conversation with somebody, that's that's when I get off. You know. But he knows how to have a conversation. Like if you if I have a conversation with someone, it'll just ramble on like a flood, not like a river. It'll just go everywhere. It wouldn't make any sense. Opie knows how to bring the story back. But he knows how to reel in the, the, but the when guests. you're cooking with somebody, right. you have a beginning and a middle Right. Event. Yeah, but we're not making steaks with these people. Like, we're talking with them, and that's what he's... He's just a natural talent. It's, it's right. impressive to be part of it. You love him. Wow. I mean, I don't... I don't, I don't, I don't. <laughs> you love him, Carl. You know you do. Opie and Carl sitting in the tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. All right, you get the picture. Legendary broadcaster, TV chef, and a big-time media suit. All in one room with your average everyday podcasting nerd. I'd say the playing field's been leveled. No? 
Let's wrap up the podcasting panel stuff and get to our main event. So uh, before we talk to these guys, uh, what do you think of our little panel discussion? Well, I started to sober up towards the end, which was nice. (laughs) I started to feel good. We're at the podcast movement in Philadelphia, and they wanted us to do a panel and, and talk about storytelling. Yeah, oh that was my weird. God, that was a snooze fest, wasn't it? Tim's Tim up there talking like Sarah Sanders at the White House <laughs> press conference, on point, on message the whole time, just giving one big Westwood One commercial. Yeah, like, people are like we don't we don't want to hear a commercial. We want to hear about your experience working with Howard Stern and storytelling. And he's like, and Westwood One reaches a billion people uh, a week. Shut Sally, up, Tim. With his Sally Jesse Raphael glasses on up there, <laughs> right. like a giant lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I see Conrad in the front with a 14-inch Gucci shoe just sitting there. I'm like, oh, man, we're in the wrong place. Wait, you know Conrad? You know Conrad Thompson? These guys, people actually download their podcast a lot. What's the name of the podcast for the people that don't know out there? Uh, I think the one he's talking about is Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. And to my right, of course, is the man himself, Mr. Bruce Pritchard. I like how you did that. We're actually on a podcast right now where no one can see us. To my right, I'm really to his left. He's messing with all you guys. Well, to my right. Okay, to your right, but nonetheless. Carl's now sobered up. (laughs) No, we can't stand each other. No, we just put up with it. By the way, my favorite part of the entire panel was when Sabian lifted his feet for no fucking reason. Did you see that? Just bounced them in front of everyone. (laughs) He's like like an adult baby. He's like, you're on stage, (laughs) dude. giant baby. What are you doing? I think think Tim's very comfortable with a rattle, a pacifier, and a diaper on after hours. (laughs) He is a special guy. Hey, there he is over there. He actually does have a diaper right now. My favorite part, though, was the marriage advice. Oh, yeah. was when she started counseling you and just trying to tell you. I don't know. It doesn't work. Marriage hey, Tim. Is a bad idea. Hey, Tim. Hey, yes, what's sir. up? Sally, Jesse, Rafi, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Sabian. Live and direct from Podcast Movement on the fifth floor with uh, the guys from Something to Wrestle With, 83 Weeks, and the Opie Radio Podcast, live and direct. Yeah. Here we are with Mr. 10% over there. Look at you cutting a deal. What's going on? <laughs> you ain't cutting a deal for me, that's for sure. Come on, Johnny boy, step it up. Come on, John. <laughs> what, what do you do here? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. That's a real good question. Eat M&Ms. Watch Conrad walk around with dismatching shoes. Uh, you know, but that's Con- it. Conrad's one shoe is better I, than all of your shoes. I, that's true. <laughs> Probably more expensive than my entire shoe collection. Yeah. Tim, you, you gave one big commercial up there for Westwood One. Exactly. That's what I'm all about. I'm oh Mr. My commercial. Tim Huckabee Sanders. The CEO of the company was in the front row, and Tim was just lapping. Oh, yes. No, no, no. No, I need to you know promote the podcast platform. I need to you know shake hands, slap backs, kiss babies. That's what it's all about. Tim yeah. Shilby. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who are we promoting the podcast to? It's just uh, a lot of industry people. But that they're going to go on their podcast and talk about the the seminars, whatever, and they'll you know yeah. it'll permeate in the ether of the internet yeah. in perpetuity. Hey, let's, let's get really into this right now. Okay. What was the worst podcast you heard about at, at this convention so far? Oh Jesus! Come on. We, we need another two hours. Seriously, the worst. One, I can't say the name. I can. I, can. I got two. <laughs> I got two. Some lady was trying to tell me it she was, does a podcast about Benjamin Franklin. Oh, how, many, how many episodes can I, they do about Benjamin? Franklin? How, about, how about bird sounds? There's one. No. no. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. Oh, that wins. That wins automatically. Yeah. Birds. I, I'm like. Wait a minute. Wait. Let's get back to Ben Franklin here. <laughs> <for a second. laughs> 
<laughs> this, Get in there. Let's go. She 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 talks about Ben Franklin. Yeah. Right. In long form. Yeah. Yeah. She's from Boston. <laughs> it makes it even better. That's a niche audience. Right I bet there. you Ben Franklin would hate her. You gotta have the demo is like wooden teeth. Like <laughs> <laughs> the whistle teeth. Yeah. What the? F- you can say the f word on this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. What do. the fuck is she talking about? Nonsense. Know. And then, and then we, uh, you got to get stunt brain over here. Then we were in the elevator with some kind of plant, plant podcast. Stunt brain. Oh God! Look at him. Just I'm in a well, weather. It, it depends on what today. kind of plants we're talking about. No, if they're like leafy. No. She said she's a botany fan. My fist started to curl up. I, I swear, I was freaking out. And they have matching logo T-shirts with leaves on them. Yeah. No do you guys bullshit. have T-shirts? Do they have like podcast? multiple? Do we have T-shirts? BrucePritchard.com. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yes. Just, just kind of go right here and everything, right, and you can nice. get over a hundred designs of the greatest. Here, here's Stunt Brain. What are. was the plant podcast? Plantarama. Plantarama. Oh. Everything <laughs> you, you can grow it in your backyard for a food, shelter, clothing. Plantarama. Oh, the whole well, elevator smells like a yeast infection. You've been doing it wrong. He says you can do it in the backyard. You've been growing it in your closet. Yeah, I was just going to say. It's, it's like you have those nice... Uh, we call we call it hydroponic uh, yeah, yeah. leafy Those substances. Those are great. That's that, a great. That was a great podcast. Yes. I'd listen to that. Yeah, I guarantee it has nothing to do with marijuana. No, it's got like marigold. Uh, fucking worse. But could you apply the same principles to plantarama? Plantarama. 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 You should do smoke aroma. That would work. Uh, there you go. Oh, hey, hey smoke aroma. <laughs> yes, it's our my hotel basil? room. Give us a call. Yeah. Hey, folks, the uh, wet towel on the door of the hotel does not work, and they will call security. (laughs) Just a pro tip. I don't Uh, know that. I I do. I live that. I got to ask Conrad, and he's probably uh, has been asked this a million times, but he's marrying Ric Flair's daughter. Woo! How cool is that? (laughs) That is awesome. How cool is that? No, I'm going to tell you the cool part. Not, not. You know, marrying the you know somebody that you love. How cool is it to have Ric Flair as your father-in-law? That's awesome. Is he cool? Oh, he's super cool, man. He's doing good too. He just had a surgery and he kicked out, and you know he had a big health scare last year, and yeah. he's back a hundred percent, man. So yeah, we're glad to have him there, and he's going to be at the wedding, and so's brother love. It's going to be an interesting wedding to say the least. I will be there. Do I get to give away the bride, or do I get to marry the bride? I, th- I think Rick is going to give away the bride, but I-, I could be wrong. Can I give away the groom? What if you? <laughs> hey, what if I gave away? the groom what if you did the ceremony there what you go brother love i am ordained did. i do that shit. Okay. yeah oh really oh, yeah. i can do that you need 200 bucks that badly <laughs> 3500 plus really? first class airfare and wow. accommodations oh, i mean me. so if you're interested i'm just excuse for me. you i'll do it i'll give you a deal wow 3450 is that is that it is really that i know that deals that's days? a deal yeah, well. Good for you. Good man. for you. Man. That's right. literally how much, that's more money than we've ever made. Yeah, I'm going to take my opiates. slam back. I mean, <laughs> now, now I owe this yeah. guy an apology. You've oh, literally man. tripled our Westwood One purse oh, by doing one wedding. <laughs> Ari must have done your deal then. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. okay. Hey, man, we just I got our second sponsor. Yeah. All right. The rest, of, uh, the rest of the budget for Westwood One went to Tim Sabian's fucking blue glasses. <laughs> Did you see those nightmares? <laughs> It's awesome. Oh you God. nailed it, though. Sarah Jessica. He's Sally Jesse Sally Raphael. Sally Jesse, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sally Timmy Raphael was something. The something best part like of that. Tim, his ass eats his pants. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see for yourself. Oh, it's like there's a fucking Dyson vacuum <laughs> cleaner in his ass. Over there. 
just babbling <laughs> to nobody. Is it, is it? Okay, I, I like the fact that you guys just did a panel on storytelling. And we're, we're sitting here and we're, we have told absolutely no stories. Well, yeah. We're completely just bullshitting. This is the greatest thing in the world. Well, right? That's how we do it. That's right. No, it works. Okay, that's good. my point is this is telling stories. Right. Right? Bullshitting and having fun. I got a story oh. for you. Oh, boy. Uh, here's Tim. Tim. Uh, Tim's back. Tim, we, we all want to know why you picked up your feet and started shuffling like a little <laughs> dodo baby up there. I was <laughs> nervous. I was really nervous. Yeah, the flops. Oh <laughs> and I had to pee really bad. He had mud butt. <laughs> oh, swamp pads. He had a little swamp Look at the brass knuckles got, things that he has on his phone. So no, if he gets in a fight, he just <laughs> slips it in. Yeah. And, <laughs> he legit has brass knuckles. I know. Oh, how is that elite? That's, That's pretty cool, late. man. That's okay. smart. God, Conrad and Bruce, nice watch firepower, platinum. Oh, my God. Look at that. Carl's Listen a watch guy. Listen to this. That's very nice. Tim Sabian, you see? <laughs> Take a look. That's success, homeboy. Is that, is that a look. nice watch? Oh, yeah. That's well, okay. that's yeah. that's because I didn't have to, I didn't do a deal with Ari. That's why. I'm just saying. <laughs> Again. There's so much gold and platinum on that side. I feel like I'm on 47th Street, man. It's fucking beautiful. God bless you. Oh, real time. Will you cook us a steak? Whatever you yes, want. Yes, oh we got to make that happen. Dude, that would... <laughs> that and would I'm Latin. I can landscape, cook, <laughs> clean shit. How are you with roofs? Pretty good. Yeah, good. Pretty good. I tan fast, though. The most unbelievable restaurants. Unbelievable restaurants. Between Nick, what is he doing? Carl, he's, he's not done anything in radio. He's not from. He's, he's doing. He's doing this. These electric <laughs> sticks, right? This isn't a penis. It's a mic. <laughs> no, hey, it's Tim so Sabian being here. You make me so comfortable. You know, I'm out of my element. <laughs> All right, work. Uh, work. Holy fuck! He's, he's out of his up. element. Did We're you, working. So, Opie, do you have to do any of this bullshit for radio? Uh, what? A podcast convention? I've never done one of these in my life. This now is, that you've done this, is how far I've fallen. Let's be honest with each other right now. When we yeah. were on, uh, when we were on top of the radio world, I never did one of these. There you go. And now I'm walking around with Planorama. <laughs> when I when we walked in, I looked at Opie and I said, "Buddy, if you want to leave, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, buddy. We'll go down together. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just want to turn around and get out of here. We, we got it. We were gonna do the run for freedom, and then we were gonna podcast from <laughs> his car back to New York. Oh my no, god! No, this is kind of fun. I mean, I, I like meeting these guys. Oh, you, you guys seem yeah, like you're in awesome. our wheelhouse. So, and oh, this and this is the highlight of our. We went to a panel earlier today. It was on advertising. We're like, eh, you know, you can never learn too much about that. We'll go. Right. And they started the seminar off with. When you get to a thousand downloads, you've made it. And Bruce and I look at each other like, "Get the fuck out of here!" All right, here. time for lunch. Thousand, yeah. We're not. No. If we were getting a thousand downloads, I would not be doing this. No. Does it? Why? No. No, thank you. No. I know. Thank you. So what's the goal? I mean, it was like you've got to get to a thousand downloads, really, and then you've made it. Uh, but made what? what compared made, to what? Made, yeah, exactly. made what? Made what? Like your then mom? Then you I didn't can even name your own <laughs> price, my God. Hey, Carl, we're over 1,000. Do you feel like you, you made, you it, made it? it? I mean, I don't know if 2,000 is over 1,000. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know the haters are going to go with that. <laughs> See, they admitted it. No, it's not. It's a lot. No, it's like 3,500. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing pretty well considering we just started. I don't know. No, so, so what's your podcast about for the people that uh, don't know? Well, yeah, I just kind of, well, I just tell stories. Uh, we, we pick a topic, wrestling topic, based on the time, my 22-plus years in WWE. We kind of pick a time frame or a particular subject, and I tell stories about it. So just kind of go back and from my point of reference and 
people always uh, you give the know? inside stuff. I give the inside stuff. Jim yes. Ross was on my show talking about the time Vince McMahon uh, shit his pants. Yes, I was there. And then when he wait, you were there? Yes, I was there. Could you add to that story? Well, when he came up and I was at the grill position, which is the last bastion of hope right before you go out. Right. And he says, "Brucey, Brucey, take a look." And he flips his coat up and he says, "Can you tell?" Said that you shit your pants? <laughs> yeah, I guess you can tell. I said, yeah, no, that's good. But the best part of it was afterwards he went out and he made sure that, you know, he kept it down and he kind of, you know, had the tail of his jacket cover his ass. Yeah. And he came back and he immediately went to his dressing room where we were going to have a meeting, took his pants off and then took his underwear off, cleaned himself up. And then proceeded to take the shitty underwear and chase Gerald Briscoe around the backstage <laughs> area of the Nassau County Coliseum. Oh, that's awesome. Now, he didn't hold the underwear. They had a stick, and they put it on the end of a stick. <laughs> Come here, Gerald. Ah, that's my shitty pants. Put it in your nose. Come on. Let's see where you make him puke. Smell puke. It. Right, right. Smell it. God oh, damn it. Smells good. That came out of my ass. He's, mm. a, he's a billionaire. And he's 60-something when this happens. Right. He's not 30. Right. right, it's not a frat house. 60. Well, it's, he's an adorable sixty. Yeah, yeah it was. That's yeah. That was that was true. How, how was Trump when he was? Uh... Trump was great. I dealt with Trump. I, one of the funniest stories with Trump was, you know, we had certain things and he had makeup and different things that you couldn't couldn't do. And one of them was someone did his hair before he came in. We were in Washington D.C. at the MCI Center. He's sitting in the makeup chair, and I was actually going to do the shot in the makeup chair. And I'm just staring, and he's right, like, chest level, his head. And I'm looking, and he can see me looking at him in the mirror. And I'm looking, <laughs> and I'm looking. And the hair was right there. And we were specifically asked not to touch the hair. And he catches my eye in the mirror. He goes, Bruce, don't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Donald? I have to. And I touched it. Really? I did. I touched it. for you. Yes, I did. I touched it. It was like a helmet. And it was just completely solid yeah. and did not move. I don't. I, to this day, I don't get it. I know uh, Jimmy Fallon tussled it on his show. Yeah. And even after he tussled it, I couldn't really figure out what's going on there. <laughs> it it kind of wraps around several times. And then, uh, and then is, poof. It, is it stapled on in places? No. It's Why a, doesn't he have that ridiculous comb over where it falls to this one side? It will. I'm pretty sure it will. <laughs> it will. You think? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it will. Yeah. Well, I think coming a, out of the helicopter, you could sometimes uh, get man, it early. That was one of my favorite things when I was a caddy. You know, I caddied for a lot of rich guys with right. the bad comb overs, right. and on a windy day, that hair would be hitting their right shoulder. Oh my god! But when they had it over the top, all the way to the left, it was like you know a, a short hairstyle. <laughs> but <laughs> man, when that thing would would fall, it's like a side it. mullet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the best is when they use the shoe polish shit on top to like what? color it in. Yeah, we had this guy, Jack Lanza, love him to death, but right. Jack fought for years, uh, and he had one side of his hair, and it was really long, and he would comb it over, but it was so thin, he would also do the the, yeah. the shoe polish stuff on top, so it would be black. So when the wind would catch it, it'd be way over here, it'd still be black up oh top. Oh, my God. Yeah, good stuff. You just got to let it go at that point. Exactly. I, I got to go back. So when I was uh, really into wrestling, it was the late 90s when I finally gave up. Uh, it was when they were just completely out of control with their storylines. And then uh, 
And then I guess political correctness got the best of them there for a while, and you guys had to kind of reinvent yourselves. Well, it wasn't political correctness as much as it was advertising dollars. Right. There you go. Were they yeah. starting to bail on? Well, the no, ratings they, were we ridiculous. That, yeah, but we found that there was more dollars in that PG-13. Oh, okay. More advertisers want to advertise smart. with Very you when you're PG-13 versus yeah. that uh, mature 14. But I miss what's-her-name uh, giving birth to a hand. Yeah, I was there. I was. Uh, what was her name again? May Young. May Young, right, right. May, May Young, Young. Who was like a really old wrestler, and she gave birth to a hand. A hand? Yes. It was a hand, right? Yes. I got to see that. What was, what was the most ridiculous wrestling storyline? Both of you guys oh, answered. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You go from remember the when she had gave birth to the hand. So tell me, what was the most ridiculous story? <laughs> I just set you up. No, or or one. All right, how about this? Uh, to switch it up a little bit, or one that was suggested that never aired, where people finally said, "You guys, you're out of your fucking mind. We can't do this." Oh, there were a lot of those. Is there a good it, one? It was, there was there was one where Vince wanted to be the the father of Stephanie's unborn child. Oh, what if I it was it was what if I'm the father? Oh my god! Oh my god! And I was like, no, no, you can't. Just god damn it! What if? This is a question. I'm not saying we're going to do it. I'm just saying. No. Six hours later, but perhaps if you. And then the, the other one was one time we had a, a, a mannequin in a casket that <laughs> gonna end we dressed up like a cheerleader. Well, she was a cheerleader. Well, the corpse wasn't. The cor- well, but oh okay, God. the storyline was she was a cheerleader. But anyway, <laughs> we and they get in, and a guy in the casket and simulates sex. With the mannequin in the <laughs> casket. And then <laughs> he finishes. And then at the end, he reaches into her head and pulls out some brains and throws it on the camera and says, I just fucked her brains out. Oh, so, my uh, God. So now, okay, but see, that's the reaction that we got. Now, when we did it, and I, I was there with Vince McMahon, and, and the talent was Triple H, that was having to do this, and we kept saying, this is this is too heavy. We have to do this very lighthearted. We have to make fun of this. We have to go with it. We've got to make it over the top so people know we're making fun of it. Yeah. That's, Good God, you got to do it straight. Oh. <laughs> it's necrophilia. You can't do necrophilia straight. So he convinces me. He says, we're going to try it one time straight. Just one time straight. Then you can do it your way. And so we did it so straight that no one in their right mind would ever consider airing it. We finish up, and Vince says, I love it. Oh, no. <laughs> so, okay, you love it? That's great, but let us do it our way. Nope, don't have time. Got to get back. Let's go. <laughs> and it aired. Did it oh, really? It actually God. aired. And Triple H and I are standing on the set waiting for them to come back for a live reaction. And he just looks at me and goes, what the fuck am I supposed to say about that? <laughs> oh, poor dude. Sounds good to me. And they come back to him and says, oh, what do you want me to say? <laughs> I just fucked some mannequin's brains oh out. Oh, my God. Well, that's, yeah, if you're going to do it, go oh, all the way. that's awesome, man. That is awesome. But what it was life. calf brain, so I don't, don't want you to think that we got a real No, they're delicious cheerleader. calf brain. But it was in a real funeral home. 
with a real funeral going on on the other side. No. Yes. Oh my. Oh, you left there a was, lot of shit out, Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. There was a partition. There was a partition. A removable wall. That's you not like, soundproof. Yeah. Holy. Fuck. And there was a real wait going on. <laughs> I, I've done. I've done shit on Sunday afternoons in cemeteries while there are services going on for other people. What? what? Yeah, we where we got my we, full we attention. Had, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we, we, we had a a, a a casket. Yeah, and a, and a plot dug. Okay, with a hole. Yeah, and then you had a man with a giant Blues Brothers car hook up the casket to the back of the car, and he drug a casket with the siren blaring. Ha ha ha! Killed your daddy. <laughs> as a funeral is going on. Yeah. About 30 yards and, from this. And parents were bringing little Amy and little Billy to visit Grandma and Grandpa. And there's Put flowers just, on the ground. I killed your daddy. <laughs> your daddy's dead. And wow. Yeah. Wow. Good that, times. Good times. Good, good times. That's awesome shit. Man. That really well, is. you got your mouth hanging open over here like it's. That's just because he's not smart. Yeah, no, it's it's not Bruce smart. That's really cold hearted. <laughs> Why is that cold hearted? Well, fuck with you, Bruce. That's hilarious. What the fuck? Oh, I just. Wait, you. Uh, I think you told me to ask him about a Ric Flair story or something. Oh, the Ric Flair 30 for 30. I don't want to say. I still haven't seen that thing. Well, here's the ending, Ope. Give him the ending. I don't know. <laughs> With the robe. Uh, this guy, you know, Mike. Conrad, no, 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 Carl. When you hear the ending, you don't think the robe story is cool? What's the robe story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Conrad for president. Cool story, man. That was How really about you good. get a rope and hang yourself? Oh, I have a Rick Flair robe. That's our producer. That's what he was wanting to get to. Huh? I, I own a, a Rick Flair robe. I, I guess that's oh, what wow. he wanted to mention. Conrad, you're marrying Rick's daughter. Yes. Rick was doing the 30 for 30 for, the, for ESPN. Yeah. You gave him the jersey you bought before you knew him to wear in the ending. That's how he ended the whole 30 for 30. With the I don't know that he mentioned that necessarily. No, but, you, the, but that's a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The robe that's in the 30 for 30 uh, Jesus, I owned. Okay. I recently no. sold to 2K. And now they've cut up and put in new video games that WWE is going to sell. Right. You ever notice why? Wow, Mike, why, that was amazing. Why, <laughs> you ever notice why producers aren't talent sometimes? <laughs> I have, take my mic to go. Talk to everybody. No, no, I'll defend myself. I was bad the last episode. That was a good story. You gave him the – that's how the 30 for 30 ended with the, with the robe you gave him. Cut your losses. There you go. <laughs> no, I, I agree. All right, you know what? We're going to edit that part. Fucking you fucking. I, oh, no. I'm no, no, no. You will stay. I was no, fucked no, up. No, no, no. This, this no I'll be in the barrel. I'll be in the barrel in. for that. That's fine. This is the shit that stays in. <laughs> of course it does. Bruce and Kyle, I, lo- I like to apologize for Mike personally. Yeah. I, I, have, I have a story. On behalf of the Food Network. Were you on the panel about storytelling? <laughs> <laughs> they just did it down I did there. the beginning, the middle, and the ending, and you guys didn't grab what <laughs> Wow, you weren't listening to our panel discussion. Uh, Remember the time when he did that thing? <laughs> no, with the end. Right. And oh. the robe. You Man, know the that robe. That was so cool. You know, Ric Flair had the robes. Right. At the end. Right. He had the robes at the in, end. In that time, you. Don't act like you don't know the story, bro. <laughs> with the robe at the end, you yeah. fucking know. Yeah. This is a fucking Fine. southerner, dude. Right? Oh, yeah, that, was, that was pretty good. good. New Bruce. York. I got one more Trump uh, question for you. So Triple H was on a long time ago. It's got to be at least 10 years ago. And he swore that when the limo blew up with Vince McMahon in it, remember that storyline, yeah, obviously? Uh, yeah, that's that, another one I can't forget. <laughs> okay, and uh, Triple H swears that Trump called to, to make sure that Vince was okay. Do you have any insight to that? <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> 
<laughs> dead, right? Yeah, he really did. I, 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 needed, awesome. I, I have needed backup on that story forever because I wasn't sure if Triple H it was happened. now messing with us. But basically, Vince's limo blew up, and then uh, the story was you're not sure if he's, he's okay for a while. You know, obviously, you're going to play it out. And while you guys were playing it out, Trump called to ask if Vince was <laughs> dead. You know, I was just impressed that he watched the show on Monday night. You know, I was happy with that. I think I just put this together. That may have been where he first found out about fake news. Right? May have been. Probably. Oh, look at probably. That. That's smart. I, li- I like been. that angle, man. Jesus. Absolutely. Let me tell you, Trump, I... But his whole thing, that whole like him calling, that makes him that makes perfect sense. That's why he just he's like a normal dude. Yes, you know what I mean. And I think he that's why that, so that's many awesome. people resonate with him because how does that make a, him a normal dude? Everyone what, and their grandma I, knows that wrestling's fake. But when I yeah, saw but it, it was I was a limo and it blew up. And let he me was tell you in something. It. If I knew Bruce back then, I would have called Bruce. I'm like, okay, Bruce, is he okay? <laughs> like it's just normal. Thing. It was cartoonish how it happened though. No, Bruce, there help just me happens out. to be a camera there watching him Thank walk you. and get into the limo. I thought shit. I thought wrestling was real till like a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. bro. I mean, I loved it. I was so invested in it when I was a little kid. It was everything. It was everything to me. So what are you trying to say? I think he's fine. But it's I, no, I think he was great. I loved it. But about wrestling not being real? No, it's real. Well, I I, I want to go with that I'm, point for a second. There are times it, yeah. it it is real when these guys have you know some beef with each other and they make it hurt a little bit in the ring, right? It hurts all the time in the oh ring. My God. Yeah. I, well, I, was, I mean, they're taking real you know yes. real, real bumps at times to make yeah. it even more realistic. But I'm talking about the times where. You know these two guys don't really like each other, and they're really throwing some extra shit And that's shit what in there. works, and that's why it's so right. beautiful. That's what works even better. My, my buddy at the Food Network, Robert Irvine, was married to a, a wrestler, Gail. Yeah, Gail Kim. And uh, and uh, we were, like, playing around, and she put me in a headlock one time, put me right to sleep you like love a fat that, little pig. You? She's so fucking strong. Yeah, I, you liked it, love it, didn't I, you? I, I liked it. Okay. I liked it. It was nice. I call her, and he gets mad. Get off the phone. <laughs> that's a story for another time. <laughs> She's a great kid. How do you think Ronda Rousey's doing so far? I think she's doing absolutely fantastic. She's one of those naturals that, you know, we used to say they, they don't need a whole lot of training. They just need to learn what to do and when. And Ronda is a – she's just a natural. I've never seen, other than Kurt Angle, somebody from that kind of a, a sport take to right. wrestling the way that she has. It's a whole great. different discipline, right? You ha- it's a whole different ball of wax. You spend your whole you spend your whole life trying to hurt someone and trying to make them submit right. and do things naturally. Right. And as a wrestler, a, a amateur wrestler, you spend your entire life trying to not be on your back. And now all of a sudden, you go into the pro ranks, where the first thing we teach you is how to take a bump on your back. And it's an unnatural thing. Right. Kurt Angle did it in 15 minutes. Ronda Rousey is one. She, bam, attacked that mat, and she That's just went right to it. And there's some people, obviously, that just don't get it. Yeah. That's it, crazy. You think Ronda's uh, done with the MMA? I do. I think she's you done. Think that's I think, it? I think that's it. I think she's done and going to do was, the entertainment the, the, route. Those last couple of fights were brutal. Oh, <sighs> my God. Eventually, the lure of the money will get her back in for one big fight. You know, the UFC is going to need her. They're going to come back and make some stupid offer. You know, if they give her $10 million or $15 million, she's in. She'll do one more. Yeah, I mean, $15 million, I'm, I'm throwing haymakers to anybody. <laughs> right in here, I'll start knocking out all these Westwood one weirdos. 
I was just going to say, that's probably y'all's Westwood one contract, right? <laughs> no, our yeah. contract's in crayon. And I, I guess Brock Lesnar's going to fight again? Brock is going to fight that, again. That's real, right? He went in yeah. the ring after, uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah. Cormier, uh, yeah. Thank you, thank you. He's yeah. so big, man. I mean, I saw him in the city once. I was like, that's, oh. he's a, like a different species. He man. was on the radio Jesus. show once. He was so intimidating. Wow, he's but a really nice guy when, you, when he loosened up. He yeah. looks like he doesn't. Oh, look at Brad. He doesn't look like he can take a joke too good. Like no, he can't. <laughs> he I, think, I think Mick Foley tells it best when Mick Foley talks about it. He goes, you know why Brock Lesnar comes across as a mean, evil, nasty person that doesn't like people? Right. Is because he is <laughs> an evil, nasty person, yeah. and he doesn't like people. I saw him. He was walking on on, uh, on Fifth Avenue, and he's twice the size of everybody. And then he's wearing like some crazy like workout gear, but he was huffing and puffing just with regular people trying to cross the street. And I'm looking, at him, he's like, "Fuck shit!" I'm like, "Bro, you're on Fifth Avenue. Like, relax. You're just an intimidating, yeah. not happy dude." When yeah. I saw him, that's, that's why he lives in the woods. He, he knows. <laughs> no, he knows he's a problem. So he lives in, you know, right? Exactly. In he the bought, woods of Minnesota, bought, I think. He bought a plane so that he wouldn't have to see people at the airport. Uh, listen, man, the people at the airport should be happy because that dude <laughs> just I've never seen a resting bitch face on somebody that big, like just that yeah. angry scowl. Yeah, that wasn't impressive, Bruce. We all want a, our own plane so we don't deal with the people at the airport. Well, Opie, you They're know, terrible you, people. You we could have done that, but you just wanted to fuck around and get fired. <laughs> now we're here. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as long as Ari has anything yeah. to do with your contract, yeah. you, I mean, we were doing so that. good. Now we got no plane and Mike. <laughs> I, w- I want to hear the Ari story. This is an Ari story that Bruce wants to tell. Oh, oh God. Uh, Tim's uh, back. Uh, hey, Tim. Hi, Tim. Uh, Hi, Tim. Uh, Hi, Tim. <laughs> hey, Tim, Listen, we're talking about Ari. <laughs> all right, we're going to Ralph's at 630. All right? All right. So I sent you all a text. Yeah, okay. okay, all right. Tim, thanks. thanks. Who's Ralph? Thanks, Tim. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we you know the Ralph no, I've heard of Ralph's. That's yeah. pretty good. Tim forgets that it's we're our actually favorite, trying to do It's something. our first dining event together. No, second, second. Hey Tim, yes, th- this is this is a podcast. It's what oh. we're doing right now. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, we're, we're talking. We we all went to this one little panel about telling stories <laughs> on a podcast. And I love Bruce. rule number one <laughs> is don't awesome. let executives come in and just start talking on your podcast <laughs> and eating all the M and M's. You Bye, diabetic Tim. bastard. <laughs> He's, he's fucking sugar blind behind. He's, he's bumping into everybody. He's going to yeah. have the M&M shits later. <laughs> he's going to McMahon his pants. He's have the Vince McMahon look at, pants. Look at, look at his ass is eating his gone. pants as it's he gone. walks away. Uh, now he's hot. He's walking around. You know, I'm yeah, Pritchard yeah. now. I thought, yeah, we're, we're going to Joe's. We're not going to Ralph's. That's why I told him Ralph's. Oh, he yeah. just distracted me. I added one more question. I can't remember what it was. Oh, that don't matter, I guess. Let these guys, let these guys yeah, go. Yeah, we should let you guys well, go. Welcome to podcasting. Oh, we're thank gl- you, We're glad Conrad. to have you, man. You know, we, we barely beat you there, but now you're going to beat us up. You got all this radio celebrity with you. Yeah. That the the panel in there is the most populated one I've been to because everybody wanted to hear from you. Oh, right on. But there man. was a lot of fucking boo birds in there. Yeah, that oh, was. There was a lot of haters in there. I didn't get that. Like, in there? Oh, Where? Man, behind me, it was like a row of like angry podcasters. I think that Opie was there. So like, every time a question was poised, they're like, "No, that shitting. was me." Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Wait, Bruce. That sounded sound familiar. Wait, one of them sounded like Vince McMahon. What were they saying? Well, like the one guy's like, uh, "How do you make the transition from radio to podcasting? You get fired?" And I was like, uh, "No, come around, let me be honest. That was Wait. Nick Solaris saying all that. The oh. guy sitting behind you was me and Nick. Nick was making all the jokes the whole time. Oh no! Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. So no, that was 
camera. I forgot you were in front of I'm me. I'm like, what a fucking bunch of dicks. Yeah, what is our friend? Guys? I know. It's <laughs> friends like that. Hey. So how many times have you been fired? Uh, all of them. This week? or <laughs> All of them. Well, the last firing technically was na- is now a, uh, they let me go after fighting that for a year. So okay. officially I wasn't fired. Then we had the mayor thing. I don't know. I think... I think at least three times. Okay, see, I well, at that's least. okay. I got twice. I got two. Uh, congratulations! Yeah, the first, the first time, the very first time, Vince brings me in and he looks at me and says, "Brucey, there was a famous story I used to tell about Vince." And Vince looks at me and says, "Brucey," in the immortal words of Ernie Ladd, and he gave a drum roll, and I went into my Ernie Ladd imitation and I said, "The man is a genius. My ass is fired." Very good. And that was it. And he, and he reached his hand out. He reached out his hand you? out, shook my hand, and Why I walked out of the room. Oh, I was an asshole. Um, really? Yeah, you know, we all fuck up. Yeah, I got at least one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all fuck up. Second time his daughter fired me, so it's all cool. Stephanie but, uh, did? Yeah. I told her not to get the breast implants. So did I. You did? Yes, I did. She used to do our show. All the McMahons did the show back at uh, WNEW. You know, I and felt she special co- that she asked me. Now I know she asked you. It's like, what the fuck? What do you mean? About getting breast implants. She asked on the show, and we're like, don't do it. She, she was so freaking, she didn't need to get those no. giant melons on her chest. I still love her, though. Yeah, I, I right. do, too. Yeah, because I don't want Triple H beating the shit out of me. Although he uh, spanked peaches on my radio show back in the day. He wants people to forget about that, but I didn't forget. Triple H, no, no, no. Uh, Triple God. H comes on. Wait, you know this story? Of course I do. Triple H the comes role. on. No, no, no. He spanks her, then he comes on again to promote something, and the first thing he says, you hear like whispering in the background, and that's when he saw Dane Stephanie. He's like, listen, there's no strippers. I'm allowed in here. No strippers, no spanking, and Stephanie put on strict rules that he wasn't allowed to do any of that. Yeah, but she was cool. Oh, she was really cool, and yeah, you were, you I were got, adamant I, about the no breast implants. You remember all this. Yeah, of course, man. I, we, we hired a stalker. But he doesn't remember, <laughs> to turn, doesn't remember to turn his fucking mic on. Yeah. <laughs> Those are details. Yeah, yeah. Those silly podcasts. They don't need those microphones. Do you, do you know my rock story? No. Oh, so rock used to do our radio show. You say when, used to like he. Oh, this goes way back, right? Because Vince was bringing everybody in. We, we oh, talked yeah. to all of them. Uh, and the rock comes in. We hit it off, man. We were having a really, really good time. And then there was a super fan in studio that ran a wrestling site. And we said, hey, I don't want to say his name. Hey, blah, blah. You got a, a question for The Rock. He heard the name and goes, wait, you're a blah, blah that runs that uh, wrestling website? And we all like in shock because Rock is on fire. He's so mad. He goes, if you're associated with that guy, I'll never do your fucking show again. Because and, and, he's a racist and all, all this stuff we didn't know about this kid and his, and his uh, website. Yeah, and he was having the best time with you guys. He actually extended it like 20 minutes. He goes, I'll hang out for a little longer. And then Ops like, all right, bro, you jump in. He goes, wait, that's your friend? And right away, Ops like, whoa, he's not a friend. He contributes to the show. And Rock's like, if you're associated with him, I'm done with you guys. Now I'm mad because, you know, Rock is telling us off. So I'm like, oh, yeah, Rock, let me tell you something. You'll never be as famous as me and Anthony. <laughs> as he's walking out, he goes, he'll walk out. He'll never make it big. I bet you we'll always be bigger than him. <laughs> Yeah, how's that, how's that working out for you? That was a bad, oh, that was a bad move, cuz. I was at a podcast you didn't convention think- in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I think he 
has three blockbuster <laughs> movies this summer alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be great. This week alone. <laughs> <laughs> No, We're but, in Philly. But we t- showed him. No, but to his credit, then we kind of smoothed it out, and and he ended up calling us uh, over the years to you know to promote this and that. But uh, yeah, I was so mad. I'm like, you'll never be as big as us. Yeah, I'll never do that again. <laughs> ah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, well, that in, in you know, podcasting's forever. <laughs> Opie, can we wrap this up? Because Mike is literally on my back right okay, now. Yo, <laughs> hey, man, thanks for having us. I'm this was fun. Absolutely. Bruce and I almost never get to do like a guest thing together, and it's cool to do it with someone like you with all the success wow. you've had. We're longtime yeah. listeners and fans of your work, and it's pr- it's pretty cool to be invited over, so we appreciate the opportunity. Damn, thank you. And the name of the podcast again, give all the plugs. Something to wrestle with, Bruce Pritchard. Every Friday at noon. And Conrad Thompson. Absolutely. 83 weeks is our Westwood One property that Tim Sabian is going to be mad at me if I don't mention. So, 83 weeks with Eric Bishop. Well, you can thank thank Ari for me not being on Westwood (laughs) One. you got two successful podcasts is what it comes down to? Well, he's got several successful podcasts. Uh, Well, yeah, I I have three podcasts, but Bruce and I do something to wrestle, and then we do something else to wrestle, which is a TV show on the WWE Network. Yeah, awesome. that's that's congrats that on uh, the wedding coming up. Thanks, man. We appreciate that. Where are you that. going on uh, your honeymoon? Anywhere uh, fun? Cabo. Cabo. Oh, that's there how you go. do it. We rented a house on the beach there. Perfect. Should be fun. There you go. Let me know. I know a couple of chefs there. We'll take care of it. Oh, hell yeah. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I'm liking if you this. exchange numbers after we I followed you on Twitter. So oh, yeah, there good. You go. Yeah. All right. All right. We're going uh, to step aside. Thanks, guys. This was awesome. Yeah, thank awesome. you very much. It was, a lot of it fun. was awesome. Thanks, yeah, guys. Big fans. Thank you. Nice to meet you. OP Radio Time Jump. We're sitting outside Ralph's in Philly, fucking Delphia. Big Philly. I got Carl Ruiz outside Ralph's and Nick Solaris. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hello, governor. I, I guess we did a time jump. We haven't really uh, turned this on since we talked to those wrestling guys that were great. Yeah, they were awesome. They were awesome, right? Yeah, the only thing that sucked was our producer. Mikey? Mikey. I don't think that story was that good with the robe. No, of course Either did not. the guy that the story was about. <laughs> no, it's about a robe, and the whole time... Oh, uh, not again, please. I was so... He followed us down the escalator trying to justify a shitty no, story. I, no, I understand, but the whole time when he was talking about a robe, I thought he was talking about a rope. That's how disinterested I was, and then right. I made my hanging joke, which makes sense if they were talking about a rope and not a robe. You, your eyes, when he started talking, your eyes rolled so much, I thought you were having a stroke. <laughs> Like, holy shit. Fucking Mikey. <laughs> what do you think of Ralph's? This is an old school Italian Beyond story. Reproach. Beyond Reproach is right. Beyond Reproach. That's classic. That, I mean, in terms of, like, Italian-American vernacular cooking, this is like a historical document. Like, you can yes. literally come here from Mars and sit down and eat Ralph's and completely understand Italian-American cuisine for the last hundred years. Like, Absolutely. It's a, it's a master class in Italian-American cooking. Yeah. Really? It's, you can it's tell ca- that. It's I not that... explain it, to you for... All the heterosexuals that listen, it was delicious. <laughs> it's not that it's the most delicate cooking. It's not the highest expression of that cuisine, but everything is just a hundred percent authentic. The same prosciutto, the same parmesan, coming in from the same place for a hundred years, right? Just oh, it was great. pure consistency. It was great, and it's a and this is a tricky day for this because it's the high humidity. The bread was soggy. And there could have been a lot of things that got, went wrong, but they didn't. The, very well, how long they have they been in Philly? 1905 they opened, right? 1905. So that's and family. I'm not very good at math, but that's like 113 years. I saw the menu. I can tell you this much: that menu uh, looked like they haven't changed that in almost 100 years. They haven't changed the they haven't changed the air conditioner filters in 100 years. 
Yeah, it was a little stuffy there. You think? <laughs> and they had old school decor, but the food was amazing. Everything was delicious. The I room we were in was echoey, thank God. It wasn't. It was Tim Sabian-y. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he screams like like you're branding an animal. <laughs> but he screams, but he doesn't say anything that makes sense. Right. Carl, Xanax! Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Xanax! Poop! Dookie dookie! <laughs> I'm like, what the f- Adult baby! I, I've never given someone a thumbs up across the table so many times just for him to stop. I, I threw out 600 thumbs up with that guy. What a mess. That's a great way to deal with him. Just put a, give him a thumbs up. Yeah, and he gives me one back and then he goes and screams at somebody else. <laughs> now you got to explain the tripe. You ordered tripe for the table. And, oh. and there you go. There's oh. one. Uh, oh. 10%. Oh, tripe. my God. What, what is tripe? Tripe is what your family ate so that you could live the life you live today. What does that mean? <laughs> what it is, it's the inside of um, one of the stomachs of a cow. And you see those little hairs or those little tracks? That's what pushes the cud from one uh, stomach to another. It's basically well, a... Conv- it's pay- I'm, I'm, well, I'm doing a podcast, sir. Thank you. Okay. Why do you eat it? Fucking people. <laughs> we make, sure, cool. we make yeah. this... <laughs> We make this look so easy. People are like, ah, oh, they yeah, can't they be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like cupcakes. Hi, ma. Oh, here's Tim. Oh, oh, here comes Tim. Jesus. Comes Tim. So anyway, you you ordered tripe for the table. Everyone that tried it was disgusted. See here Except in the background. We're in front of Sarkozy. Look, you know what? You Thumbs gave up, you give hot dog to a baby who, with mustard on it. They're not going to maybe like it the first right. time, right? Cat people don't like caviar. Wait, you heard time. us talking about tripe, oh, even though you were inside. Well, let me get a picture of everybody here. Oh. Oh. We're oh. podcasting, Tim. Oh, Tim, sorry, this is the reason we're not successful. I, I don't understand how a guy with 50 years in the radio business doesn't understand the notion of a microphone. <laughs> Thank you! I'll kick him in the ball. You guys are fucking tight and oh, right, man. man. No wonder Howard fired right. him. <laughs> oh. 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 Wow, high fives all around. <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs up, uh, what podcast? He doesn't care. He don't give two fucks. He don't care. He just wants a party. He Tim wants, and I love to party with Tim. Tim's one of the best parties in the business. Baby dick. I guarantee. Open radio is all the air. That's a fire radio is all the air. Ladies and gentlemen, Open radio is all the air. You just reached more people than the podcast. <laughs> You could. <laughs> so explain the tripe for real, because no one liked it except so you and Nick. So like, oh, that was like fucking intestines or something. That's exactly what it fucking is. Jesus, it's, Fuck. it's the second or the third stomach of, uh, oh. of cattle, basically. Oh. And it's delicious. But, well, I, 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 but why do you like it for real, Nick? Okay, so let me ask you this: You eat steaks? You like steaks? Love steaks. You like sausages? Love sausages. What's in the sausage? Okay, okay. All right. Exactly. Like you don't fucking know. There's probably there isn't tripe in sausage because you're not allowed to put organs legally right. within know. meat anymore. Which is a shame. I didn't know that. No, I mean you used, look. The reason that all right, boys, so, crowd so, around. Get your Tim. That's hard. That's hard. Radio. You do not need Tim. The last thing you need is a as a megaphone. I've never wanted someone to be raped more than anyone. <laughs> and nobody's deserved it more either. Nick, I'm talking to you. I'm not going to focus on this dumb group I'm picture that Nick Sabian wants to do. What a forgettable picture. I want this one. <laughs> I want this with wallet size. This is our Christmas card. Uh, from Shawshank. Someone give him a thumbs up. Nick, don't worry about the picture. How does this guy know that Tim holds his phone at a terrible angle? <laughs> 
It's All creative. Right. Excellent. I think Excellent. it's that stupid dongle right. you have on your phone. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm with you so far. All right, game on. Game on. All right, so what I'm... What, no, I understand what you're Thank saying you, so far, but I, I tried to try it. But you didn't like it. Oh, my God. It's brutal. It was rough. It's brutal. I got a scale of one to ten. Has it never been... Look, has it never been a point in your life when there's, like, a band that you just didn't understand, and then suddenly, you like, one day it just clicks... Yeah, but I never did that with food before. Okay, but so but, but, they, no, but so the you're trying to tell is no me, different. No, you're no. I'm not even being a dick. So you're you're trying to say that you should do that with food. I'm. There's two things that I suggest. One is you should try everything at least once, or maybe twice. Because can, can I guess the second suggestion? You can. It's your show. You do whatever you want. I think your second suggestion is kick Tim Sabian in the balls. <laughs> that was like that was like a preamble. Like that was just implicit in everything I said. Nick, I, I see. I don't I don't go through what you. Go. I understand what you're trying to do, but sometimes with people, you know, I, I don't play airplane with a thing of baby food anymore with people. Just if they don't get it, they don't get it. That's yeah, fine. but there's another. But I haven't. Number two is the idea that this was an animal that lived and we took this animal's life. Right. Right. If you only eat the fillet, what do you do with the other stuff? Like that's devaluing that animal's life. It's not. It's just not. But that makes your taste buds better. Well, I think it does. I think. Clear the area. <laughs> Clear the area. The only podcast is off the air. Clear the area. Do you think if you wrote a really nice apology, you would be like seriously <laughs> funny? You know what's funny is through the traffic cone, I can hear the death rattle in his voice. <laughs> And you can also hear the uh, echo of no one being here. Well, somebody just pulled a hitman to fucking dispatch the tourist who wandered in from Missouri. Oh my god! And you got to see him. He's wearing. He looks like he's wearing a wetsuit. Like, <laughs> why do you wear such tight pants? I've known you for twenty years. He's got Kevlar buttons on that fucking shirt, dude. You couldn't figure out after twenty years that you're an actual XXL. Oh, uh, he's a schmedium. Hey, <laughs> he's, he's a schmedium. Oh, it's nice by saying XXL. <laughs> you, you just, oh, that was insulting God. the oh, Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Let's go to a bar, man. Uh, what are you, a 48 inch waist? No. 38. 38. You wear 38 right now? 36, 36 yeah. 24, 36. <laughs> I'm a brick house! <laughs> <laughs> it's got a muffin factory. That's on top what a fucking man <laughs> looks like. He's <laughs> wearing 38 inch pants. What an idiot. <laughs> he does, but it look, they look like he's wearing a headband around his fucking cock. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I could see like when he went when he raised his hand before. Literally, the pubic hair, you know? his pubic hair went all Where the way to his belly button. Gentlemen, the Opie Radio Show is now being edited. Oh, people are looking as they leave Ralph. Oh, they're just trying to figure out why he took that little kid's shirt. <laughs> Wait, that's a man's? <laughs> I thought that was a female shirt. <laughs> all right, fuck you guys. I gotta go. I right, walk away so we can where see. Where you going, Tim? We're going to a bar. Yeah. What bar? We'll walk up the no, street. Go. We're going Nick. to a bar with booze. Radio edit, you jerk <laughs> Nick, watch his ass. It, his, it, his, no, him. I'll tell you why. His ass eats his own pants. Oh, there's like a Dyson vacuum cleaner in his ass. Just, <laughs> turn around. Oh, turn this around. This. He's got reverse camel toe. <laughs> He's got a moose knuckle back there. Uh, <laughs> 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 like, yeah, this is my life. 
This is my fucking life. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Tim, we didn't even There's Tim's You're all gonna burn in hell. You're all gonna burn in hell. There's kids out here, oh probably God. some of yours. Don't, from, don't ever let Tim drink one and a half glasses of the house key. Oh my God. I knew it when he's like, give me one more crap. <laughs> <laughs> all right, where's our car? What car? Go bar us down there. Do, you don't got, have a car. We don't? What do we got? <laughs> <laughs> we have a golf cart. We fire on all cylinders. We got a golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> There's the bar. We forgot they were all at the end of our careers. Uh, Radio Chris Farley. <laughs> right. He thought he was still with CBS <laughs> yeah. and, and Mel Carmazan. We don't have a car, Tim. Yeah. You hear what it? happened? There's what happened to our careers? No shit! I, we, I used to have a driver! <laughs> you got an Uber app? <laughs> oh my god, I don't even have that. Oh my god. So the tripe. It, I, All right, wrap it up. Let's what go. What did to my fucking shoe, this guy? Oh, what the hell's that? Man. You dropped the fucking grease cone on my I didn't do that. No, I did not do that. Yes, you did. You know, do I owe you a fucking pair of shoes now, too? I would say so. Jesus Christ. What size? If you loved them, you would clean them. No, what size? What size? <laughs> Eleven. Eleven? I didn't know. Are you serious? I didn't know. Well, I'm making up shoe sizes. Are you a set of oars with those? <laughs> they make Cubans that big, huh? They make Cubans that well, big. Well, they're kind of paddles. <laughs> <laughs> you had to swim across. <laughs> this is what gets us here. Oh my God! Oh, oh, Eleven right. across the world, so you can surf yeah. into Key West. <laughs> right into Where the Keys. Where are you going? We're going drinking. Come on. Oh fuck! Come on, drinking. let's go get a drink. It's I need, only nine I need o'clock. Another drink like, like I need a bullet. We'll be right with you guys. So we'll we'll. Meet up with you. Oh, we let's meet at the corner bar. Yeah, come we got we got to wrap up the podcast. We'll see you. All right, we'll be there in a couple minutes. All right, good, good. All you right. can take Mike with you. There goes ten percent, and I want you to shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> we just got rid of ten percent and Tim Sabian, so now where are we going? Did you try the sweet plate? The OB radio oh, got is now leaving the building. <laughs> I like it. I kind of like it. He's got those, look at those Pizzagate shoes that he's wearing. <laughs> Rob has the babysitting. Look at Rob, look at Rob. He's ushering the He's had it. Rob's had it with Rob's him. Rob's had it. Rob's he, had it. Honestly, like, he just threw his arms up. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he sees more orange cones. He's like, I know he's going to grab one. He's a fucking child. <laughs> he's ginormous. <laughs> <laughs> I really believe he thing. could be a, an adult baby. Which he could be. You think he might be? I think there's a possibility he could be an adult human. He's I definitely an adult I, baby. Let me tell you something. I like chicks, but I would like to see that dude pantless. Because it probably like it probably looks like a little robin's nest with two little legs in it. <laughs> no one's seen it in years. <laughs> like the hair's sky high. Sky high. <laughs> like he could, he could like when he takes a shower, it probably holds like a pound of water. Like those fucking giant fucking spider pubes. <laughs> Like a little right. nest of two no, little robin right. eggs. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a 1970 right, right, right. Uh, a feather cut. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tripe, so tripe. Extra soft, I bet. Oh, you think, I think extra soft. Oh, sweet bread. What do you mean? Extra soft parted right down the middle. Oh, Pillsbury, like you touch it. <laughs> half goes this way, the other half goes that oh, way. Oh, you th- you're thinking it's got a part? Oh yeah. yeah! Oh no! I'm oh, thinking yeah. it's all like it's like sand dunes, like the fucking gra- <laughs> like seagrass. He's Rob, Rob's back. Rob's back. <laughs> Rob just killed Tim. <laughs> did, did you escort Tim to a, a bar there, Rob? 
I've sat him in the high chair. He's good for the next hour. We noticed how bothered you were having to walk him to a bar. You kept throwing your arms up like you just lost a game. I just, you know, you guys were on a roll. The tripe story was happening. And and then comes Mega Mountain. He don't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. And I love him for it. I really do. He's an unfunny son. But I wanted to hear the tripe story. We sort of did it. Now I got to do time jump, Joey. But I don't, I mean, I don't know. Well, Joey likes this, because now he gets this, like, hey, yo, what the fuck, fuck, sucker, fuck, and then he plays a bow, 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 and then you talk about that shrink thing that we're doing for commercial, like, hey, did you kill your mom? Well, use this app, and then we're good, and we go to the next That would be Talkspace. Talkspace, that's right, Talkspace.com. Is it .com? Yes, it is. I told Opie, yes. I'm like, I could do a live read. He's like, hello, hello, breaking up. I'm in the answers. No reception. Did we finish the tripe thing? Yeah. Tripe's delicious. You have no palate. Next. Was there a time Sweet you hated breads. it? Sweet breads are delicious. Huh? Was there a time you hated tripe? Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a time when I hated everything. You know what I mean? Especially when you're a little kid. Remember, human beings are very funny. And a lot of mammals are like this. So what happens is um, they're adverse to savory when you're a little kid. And their whole reason is for self-preservation. So, you only, when you're small, you, when you're a child, you love sugary things because that means it's ripe in nature. So, if something falls off a tree and a little kid touches it and it's sour, they're going to reject it. Like a, like a raw walnut that can kill you or anything like that. So, some people's palates don't develop after that and they eat sweet <laughs> shit all, their whole life, like you and most people that came to dinner with us tonight. Well, it's also... Th- it's exasperated by the fact that, like, especially the modern diet is right. hyper sweet. But, but yeah, it's super sweet, and like, that's, they, that's sweet the opposite of high sweet. High fructose corn syrup finds its way into things like bread that you should never have sweet. I in. hate sugar. Oh, For real, it's in everything now. It's yeah, ridiculous. it's just it's, it's. I mean, look at like a McDonald's cheeseburger. It's like it's almost all sugar. It's a lot of sugar in that. Yeah. Like ridiculous. That's that's that fake it sugar, that right? It's, it's, it is partly why you crave it. Why you right. keep going? Oh no, I understand that. Sugar right, so, but sugar so think, food cocaine. So think that like a cheeseburger is mm-hmm. naturally craveable. Once you add sugar into the equation, it's like steroids. Right? Double umami, punch in the face, crackhead. Yeah. And that's it's, how they produce all their all the foods. Well, to, it's, to it's make a, you eat as much as possible. So to crave the, it. What what sucks about modern food is that it's deeply cynical because it's engineered to hit the points that they know. That you're going to be addicted to. It's called flavor threshold. Yeah, and there's and scientists that figure it out. There's, and in fact, where from between here and New York, that whole stretch of 95, that's where all the flavor scientists, yeah. all of the big companies, yeah. the big Dow Chemicals, Dow, all of those all guys, guys, they're sitting there figuring out how do we make this Addictive. piece of chicken taste like a piece of pork? Right? right? How do we make every cut of turkey on the subway menu tastes like a slightly different thing that it isn't? Yeah. You like know? the ham in Subway is made by, made out of turkey. It's all turkey. Yeah, there's all no. Turkey. It, like, they don't actually have ham. There's no ham. No. What? There's no ham. Subway is turkey. Different colors of, of turkey. turkey. Yeah. You didn't know that? I had no idea. It's now also you not do. like you the know when you, you know. when you when you're a. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> you're like quiet to save it right now. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, sir? I find this fascinating. That means for real. that means good Tim Sabian, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Tim. He yeah. takes a beating, but I do love. Him. I love Tim. Uh, no, I know about the sugar thing. Where yeah, they they put it. They test people, and when it gets to the point there's too much sugar, then they back up, and that's the product they put out there. Yeah, and it, they, they, you know, they use things like MSG, right? Because that heightens the flavor of things. So they put that in things to make you crave it more. So American mm. junk food, it's a really, 
they're not junk foods because they're sugar. They're junk foods because they're cynically calibrated right. to make them addictive. Is that why we can't stop eating our potato chips? Well, the, the thing about potatoes... It's That's got to be salt. It's No, it's actually that a potato... It's sugar. It's all, no, but, but potatoes is unique because once you put that in your mouth, you're already breaking down those sugars. Everything else, remember, you swallow, it goes in your stomach, you get the sugars from that. Now, carbohydrates are good at that. They give you that quick energy. But a potato, literally, you, in your mouth, while you're chewing the potato, you're getting the sugars out of it. So it's, it's pretty calorie-packed. Yeah, no shit. So, you know... Yeah, I understand. Where are we going? Right there, there's a bar right there. All right, we're going to walk off into the night. That's enough yapping about food. Let's go drink. All right. Nick Solaris, thanks, buddy. My pleasure. Thank you. What's the big plug tonight? The big plug is Meat Life. It's my new channel. It's a show about meat and life. Uh, Launching in the fall. And, uh, yeah, subscribe to my channel. All right. On YouTube. It's on YouTube. You can follow me through my uh, link on Twitter. Twitter. Nick Solaris. Twitter. Yes. All right, Cubes. Yeah, I got nothing to plug. Did the Philly thing. Yeah, listen to the OP podcast. They are Westwood. listening to that. Oh, shit. Well, listen to it again. Listen, rewind it. Listen to it again. <laughs> I, I got to Because plug. Tim Sabian oh, talked all the way through it. It's not only can you listen to OP radio on your smartphone, but Did if you you're... Did you do it through the megaphone? <laughs> if we're the uh, <laughs> construction <laughs> cone. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. This is you don't guess. really know Robert. He must have drank a lot tonight because he would never do this. Go ahead. I'm not going to touch it like Tim. I got you. All right, here's your plug. Tim was deep throwing that thing. Take your time. Yeah. I, I lost I know, it. I it's not as easy right, as it looks, you know? Listen to OP Radio on your smart skill. <laughs> One more time, Joey. Listen to OP Radio on the smart speaker. See, it just sounds too You just FM. said one more time, Joey. And Joey ain't editing that out. <laughs> you want me to do it for you? It's on your smart speaker. You can listen to OP Radio on Google Home or your Alexa device. Just ask him to play Alexa. OP Radio. Alexa. Okay, <laughs> that's awesome. All right. You want me to do that plug for yeah. you? I got yeah. a plug. Yeah. I'm single. Holler at me. <laughs> holla. <laughs> Sorry, I fucked it up. That was funny. Hold on a second. I don't know what that is that was there. I, yeah, what is this? I don't know. Don't That's touch it. Bread. Bread. bread for the rats. A baby's head! <laughs> What's in the box? Don't be so hard on yourself, Robert. You didn't fuck anything up. You got the message out loud and clear to everybody who either downloaded this episode from Apple or some type of smart skill. Nice job, preacher. At least you were coherent. Unlike our new producer, Mike Sappho, with his abortion of a robe story. The fuck was that? And Tim Sabian. I got nothing. There's still more to come from Philadelphia, but not today. OPRadio.com has t-shirts and hats for sale. You can also hear this podcast there. Remember to subscribe to this podcast at Apple or use smart skills. Don't just be a dick and download it. You know who you are. Rate us five stars, please, and leave a comment to show your brotherly or sisterly love for OP Radio. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.